0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to another episode of NBA Prospects Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your gracious host, Rob Bruin, along with my good friend, Troy Rose. What's the word, brother? How are you?
1: I'm good, man. I'm good. Another week, some more news alongside my good brother, Rob Bruin. So I'm ready to do this.
0: Absolutely. Just so everybody knows, we are available on all platforms. So just pick your poison. Whatever you like, hit that button and we can connect. So straight to the news. Breaking news at the top of the day, just about, I'll say, 30 to 40 minutes ago. Imani Bates, 2022 Wingard. guard amazing athlete. He's committed to Michigan State. This is a very, very big win for them. Ironically, on June 15th, all college coaches were able to reach out to the high school rising juniors, and Michigan State was the only school that reached out. I don't know how or why, but they're the only ones that got through and consistently have been a part of Imani Bates' journey so far. What you think about that, Troy?
1: Well, I mean, this, this may sound a little bit biased because you know I did graduate from Michigan State University. You did. So it, you did, so so I love green and white. But to see this news of Imani Bates committing to Michigan State, man, I'm excited, man. He's a six nine small forward who can handle the ball. He can Mm -hmm. shoot. He can stretch the floor. So I'm just eager to see him team up with the young point guard that Michigan State has, Rocket Watts, and see those two combine that talent on that court. And again, like you said, I'm surprised that Michigan State was the only school that was heavily reaching out. I saw that they've been following him since he was in the seventh grade. And we can't sleep. He had other schools offer him, like Duke, like Michigan down the road. Mm-hmm. So for him to to believe in the Michigan State family and for Tom Izzo to be so driven and show the support for this young talent, I'm eager to see him team up with Rocket Watts, be on Michigan State, and do his thing at East Lansing.
0: Yeah, that, that's going to be dope. Man. I don't know what it is, too. Uh, Dior Johnson also, you know, not to take the, the spotlight off of him, but he's another one that's committed early to Syracuse. I don't know if this is a new trend. I'm not really sure what's going on, but for both of them mm-hmm. to be so young and so early committing to these big schools is um, an interesting trend, I guess that you can say we're starting to see off rip. So, um, would you say you automatically have them making a tournament now?
1: I mean, Michigan State. I mean, they're they're pretty much a team that we know can be in the tournament, and they have the mm-hmm. talent. They're obviously they're losing a big piece this year. senior Cash is winston now and hopefully potentially being in the nba so i think him coming in at this time is so perfect so to answer your question do i think they'll be in a tournament of course do i mm-hmm. think they'll be elite eight final four championship and potential champions i do go green <laughs> go white go green.
0: all right we hear you let's do it we'll see what they do we will yeah, for sure. So the NBA prospects now, they're preparing, you know, for the NBA draft. Everybody has their workouts that they're continuing to do. Um, which draft picks or uh, prospects, I guess I could say, are, are on your radar right now?
1: Uh, well, the top two that come to mind who I, I've, I'm so highly anticipated to watch for is Obi Toppin out of Dayton. Mm-hmm. He's,
0: he's, just,
1: he's a human highlight. He's, he's a, human a sleeper, highlight.
0: bro. He's not a yeah, sleeper, but he could bowl. Pickable,
1: of course. ESPN has him number seven on the draft prospects, so he's definitely up there when you're talking about top tier talent and being NBA ready. So Obi Toppin would have to be one of them, but another one that comes to mind again is maybe a little biased, but Cassius Winston. I'm looking for him to be able to get out there and facilitate. He's such a true point guard. He reminds me a lot of chris paul the way that he can control the pace of a game the way that he can ball handle and most importantly the way that he can score so those are two guys that i that i've had on my radar and i'm really eager to see them uh play in the nba and potentially get a shot at on a good team uh who do you have in mind who you've been watching
0: before we even get to who i'm thinking about you know that you're being biased with cassius winston bro listen you know i'm not sleeping on his game at all but in terms of the nba He's a, he's a great talent at the college level. But mm-hmm. me and you both know, mm-hmm. if he doesn't up his game, he's easily going to be an average backup point guard. Easily. Easy. And you know that's true. That, you and, know and, it's and, insane. And, that,
1: and that's where we'll disagree. Because I don't think Cassius Winston is a backup point guard. I truly feel that he has In the, the, the NBA. I Cassius truly, Winston against Russell I truly, Westbrook? I truly, Kyrie I truly, Irving? I truly, I say it again, three, four, five, six more times. I truly believe that Cassius Winston, and and this is not just being biased, this is really based on the way that he plays the game. Are there going to be little tweaks that he's going to have to make? Yes, I think he's going to have to be a little bit quicker out there being able to facilitate. He's going to have to step up his defense because the guys you name are not going to be easy guys to defend. Mm-hmm. When you talk about Kyrie Irving and a the way that he can ball handle, Russell Westbrook, his speed, his size, his aggressiveness. So, of course, there are going to be little tweaks that he's going to have to fix. And I agree. You know, he's young. He's coming in. So he's going to have to step his game up. But he has the experience and has the mindset he's one of the few guys that is in this draft that's played four years of collegiate basketball so I think that that in itself that experience it does so that experience that knowledge I think that that'll continue to help him grow and I do believe that he'll be I'm not gonna say he'll be all-star champion anything like that I don't know yet but I do feel that he'll be able to hold down a solid spot in the NBA whether it be a backup or I mean, I'm not going to be against that, but I truly can see Cassius Winston being the starter. There's a lot of teams out here that do need point guards. Let's not sleep, especially in the Eastern Conference.
0: <laughs> this is true. That's, that's, that's a good debate. I'm, I'm going to get off your back on that one. Um, mm-hmm. I have Bring to him on. re- <laughs>
1: Bring him to Detroit.
0: Of course you would love for him to come to Bring Detroit. Bring him to Detroit. <laughs> Very biased. <laughs> so I would say that I'm looking at, I need Cole Anthony to prove something to me. Mm. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a fan of his on the low. I'm not gonna say he's overhyped, but I think the NBA is really gonna test what everyone's been hyping him about. I mean, he's he's a great slasher. He's quick, he's explosive. He does get mm-hmm. his team, he does get his teammates involved. I, I think I need to see a little bit more from him. I think he's gonna have to really prove that to us. And like I was saying last week, Lamelo Ball, I'm very excited about seeing mm. him. Very, very excited because he's he's just ready for it, bro. I just know he is. He's so quick. His height, he's six nine now. So he's taller than all of them now, mm-hmm. you know, and just being that younger brother, I think he always has had that, that chip on his shoulder. You know, I'm like you the younger brother and you always have to play Good. with your older brother. And it's like, he's always been playing within this four to five year gap, you know, mm-hmm. and that's automatically made him tougher. And now he's finally grown into his body and he's ball-ready, bro. I, I think he's going to do it. So um, it's going to be great to see LaMelo. I'm very excited. If the Knicks even get a chance to get him, I hope they don't drop the mm-hmm. ball on that. But, you know, that's a whole nother, whole nother story within itself. So what, that's what it, I'm what it, really it, looking at.
1: The Knicks are seeking coaching right now. So hopefully they, their <laughs> mindset's in the different The Knicks are, are seeking mind everything. Mind. They are. They are. But I want to touch on what you said about Cole Anthony. I think that what you said is very valid, especially when you look at him. He was a player that missed a big portion of the season. Huge portion. So I think that um, that's going to be big for him to get out there, get those reps, get that experience, to miss the season, come back, not finish as strong as you could have. And then, unfortunately, this pandemic hit. So training has been a little different. Workout regimens, even some of the eating habits has been different. So I wanted to ask you, do you think that, This whole situation as far as the pandemic and what we're facing right now and, you know, the stoppage of sports, do you think that this is going to have a a, a big effect on some of these NBA prospects?
0: Absolutely. I mean, they're not NBA ready yet anyway. You know, the most Mm -hmm. games that I think that they play, I'm going to say between – they play like close to over 30 games within the regular season and then depending on how far you go each round, I'm going to say that's like an additional, what, eight games maybe? Mm -hmm. So, they're playing close to, to 40 games. Yeah, they're playing close to 40 games a year. The NBA is that times two. Correct. So, that alone, the stamina that your body has to or is just, it's a lot, you know? Mm. And um, that's just a lot on a young person's body that's not used to it, which means they have to stay in the gym. They have to eat well, like you were saying. And it's going to be a huge shock to their body, you know? So, um, can they do it? I think they can. Many have done it before, and I think they have the potential to do so. But what I'll say about Cole Anthony that I recognize was, when I saw him in that ACC tournament play against Syracuse, I was a little worried because I didn't like the way he had. He had a solid game, but he didn't take over. And that for me is he's the leader on the court. Yeah, it was a while since he you know was back playing, but he had a few games where he was back in. But Mm -hmm. I think him not elevating himself to that next level really showed me that. He still has a lot of room to grow, so um, we're gonna see. I mean, Syracuse also, to their credit, played a lights out game. So yeah. I mean, it, it just could have been one of those games as well, too. So yeah, we'll,
1: we'll, just to we'll just have to see. We just have to see and give him give him a little time, as you say. Though he hasn't had those reps, that consistency to continue to work and continue to develop. So I think you know we'll give it a little time, but you never know. It's in his blood. Some things just come natural for some. So hopefully we'll be able to see him in the NBA and he'll be able to handle things.
0: He's better than his pops already, by the way. No disrespect to Greg Anthony.
1: Hey man, don't disrespect GA. <laughs> G- G- you know what I mean? GA—he—he—he he, he was a solid G. backup he was doing this thing too.
0: <laughs> you
1: know? Alright, man. And so- gotta, you gotta pay respect too because he's doing what we do not too. So absolutely, and he's and he's good at it. He's mm-hmm. good at
0: it. No knock. I don't. Holding
1: it down over there on TNT. That's
0: a fact. Big shout out to Greg Anthony. Now, Draymond Green has been real vocal about college players being compensated. Uh, here's a quote by Draymond Green. He says, My entire family would have missed a huge amount in my life. And why? Because the NCAA suppresses all the rights for college athletes. Now, Troy, this is a very, very big topic. You know, these athletes. Their blood, their sweat, their tears have been built on these organizations. How do you really feel like the NCAA can do a better? They can just treat the, the players better as a whole, compensate them. Many of them, come, many of them come from impoverished areas. Their families are struggling. You know What can the NCAA do to put the players in a better position?
1: So when you look at the NCAA, who has 45,000 athletes, But then you look at the NCAA and they're a billion dollar institution, easily billion dollar, but only 12 percent of their revenue is compensated Mm -hmm. for athletes. So I think if they're not going to rewrite the rules or allow these players to get compensated for their performance, I think you should start allowing these players to seek outside employment. You should start allowing these young, you should start allowing them to have employment. You should allow them to be able to make money off endorsements and it not be in the rules be not written by them because you have to understand when it's business, especially when you're dealing with the NCAA, the rules are Mm -hmm. always going to be written in their favor. Okay. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So if we're going to allow these players to be compensated, if we're going to allow them to be compensated. Allow them to seek outside employment. Allow them to work because working mentality is good. You have, to, you have to know how to maneuver and work, not just on the court or not just on the field. So allow them to seek employment. Allow them to get endorsements. And important most importantly, keep these kids covered when it comes to health insurance. These kids put their blood, sweat, and tears on the line for at a moment's notice, an unfortunate injury can change their mm-hmm. entire circumstance. So I think those would be three key elements. I think that the NCAA should focus on allowing these kids to work, allowing them to be compensated and seek endorsements and keep these guys on health insurance so that, they, that their longevity is, is worth, you know, continuing to move forward with, especially for the universities, because for some athletes, sports is only a four-year thing for them. Five, exactly. six, maybe at the most. That's so, the thing. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a big thing. So you have to allow – them to enjoy that to the best of their ability, especially when these these schools are making millions and millions of dollars each year off of these players. So I think those would be the three things I would say seek if you're going to allow these players to be compensated.
0: Yeah, that's that's really important. You touched on some real good points as well, and just to know that you know organization really cares about you. Let's like you were saying, mm-hmm. like about the guy that's all the way at the end of the bench. I mean, he may not be as important on the court, but he deserves it. He's putting in the work as well, too. You know right. what I'm saying? And I know they were trying to figure out at one point in time what the compensation would be, whether the best player on the team versus the guy that doesn't play as much would how much money would each of them get. I mean, that's tough to say, but I don't know. I feel to me to make it equal, it should just be a flat rate so that there's no... Mm-hmm. Just the person that's not the best on the team will really just really benefit from that situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So... Yeah, I think it should be a flat rate if they do choose on a certain number just to, just to keep all of the, you know, political views and things away from it because that could get real touchy.
1: So so to, so to piggyback off what you said, so if they do allow it to be a flat rate, I think that that will work in the favor of, okay, so you will have an athlete who may be a bigger name or a bigger player than the other players on the team. So. But then they
0: still have endorsements, so they're going to make exactly. more money
1: anyway exactly Exactly. yeah
0: so you can't complain about it mm because everyone gets 500 a month that's just what mm -hmm. y'all get now the guy at the end of the bench isn't nice so he's not getting endorsements but he gets Mm -hmm. the same amount as the best player does so i feel like that's just it's just the easiest way to go
1: i agree i would have to agree and i think draymond made some 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 valid points you know you see these athletes they come from tough areas they come from poverty and certain situations like now when we look at the country going through the pandemic and the loss of employment for a lot of kids and their parents. I think that that will be big to, to allow some sort of comfort for those players to know that, you know, one I'm appreciated and two, that I can be compensated for the, for the blood, sweat, and tears that I put into, you know, my craft into this university.
0: Which is very important, man. That's, that's their job. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. real, real. Real pivotal that the NCAA really takes care of these athletes. They do a lot for these organizations. And without these athletes, these organizations wouldn't even be able to pull in the type of money that they're making. So correct. hope the NCAA really figures that out. And big shout-out to Draymond Green, you know, for being vocal about this. This is a great platform for him. That's a fact. And, and super oh, shout-out for him when he was... <laughs> Go green,
1: We got a lot of Michigan State love going on today, man.
0: Nah, that's a fact. Shout out to Michigan State, man. They killing it right now. All right, and now we we roll down to the top 10 programs of all time. According to the College Basketball Scout account, you know, we have a few teams on here, 10 to be Mm -hmm. exact, that are the best of all time. So just to give you guys a quick rundown, we have Kentucky. UNC, which is North Carolina, Kansas, Duke, UCLA, Indiana, Louisville, the Great Michigan State, UConn, and Villanova. So, Troy, give me a couple of, you know, great moments that you remember from these illustrious schools.
1: Okay, so I'll, I'll just start with the top one. We, the top one was Kentucky. So
0: mm-hmm. I, it would
1: have to be that, that 2011, 2012 team that they had with Anthony Davis, Terrence okay. Jones, uh, Marcus Teague, you know, they 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 were a team to be reckoned with. Anthony Davis, we, we know the talent that he possessed and the way that he was able to dominate. I think he actually led that year in block shots, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he and, got busy that year. Yeah, he did. Terrence Jones oh, yeah. played well. A good, good small forward, powerful position. So I think that 2011, 2012 year to see the way that they played, the chemistry that they had, it kind of reminded me a little bit of the fat Five in the 90s. A little That's bit. That's how had you a little, feeling? They, they had a little flair. They had a little style, but unfortunately, they didn't win. <laughs> you know what I mean? They they were good. They were good. Like you couldn't deny them, I and mean, they were a team that a lot of people had in favor to win. But unfortunately, they weren't able to make it to the championship and win. So I think for for that, you know, for Kentucky, that would have to be one of my my top memories. Just watching Anthony Davis and that team coached by John Calipari just 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 kind of take the season it's by storm. Work. But yeah, but unfortunately, they they weren't able to you know come out.
0: Yeah, when I think of Kentucky, I think of John Wall. Mm-hmm. Eric Bledsoe, mm. the Marcus Cousins, DeAndre yeah. Liggins, Patrick Legge. Patterson. Okay, PP. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. that. That's when I became. I was low key a Kentucky fan for a little bit. My heart was broken. I believe they lost to Mississippi, mm-hmm. um, in like the Elite Eight or the Sweet Sixteen or something like that. And um, okay, John Wall, he was just he was just a great college talent. Great, super you. fast, quick. Elite, like, he... I think John Wall had one of the... Had, like, the best hype coming out of high school as well, too. That young man was fast. Unfortunately, he's suffered a lot of injuries. But um, he's still an elite talent. Yeah, a lot of knee injuries. Um, He's an elite talent, though. And um, I can't wait to see him get back to a healthy standpoint. So to slide to another school, I'll start off with UConn. I think UConn was... A great movement with Kemba Walker, Shabazz Napier, you know, Kemba. Hey, hey don't leave my man Jeremy out of there.
1: Back. Don't leave Jeremy, Jeremy Lamb Lam out of my
0: there. My bad. You're right. Jeremy was fired, too.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. UConn really held it down for a while, especially in the Big East. And that was great for Kemba. Salute to him. He graduated in three years as well, too. Got his degree just like he told his mother he would do. And, um, yeah, Kemba was, he was a dog coming out of UConn.
1: So so since we got one more, I mean, I, I guess I can slide down. I, I think it's number seven. I don't know how they did fart far down, but <laughs> Michigan State. And this one's recent. This one goes to last year. I would have to say it was big. And unfortunately, the season was cut short due to the pandemic. But to see Cassius Winston return and play with his, his team after the loss of his brother, who, mm-hmm. who died in an unfortunate um, incident, And to see the way that he returned to play basketball and the way that his coach, his team, and the whole East Lansing community rallied behind him and the team And, and to see him to fight through that and the way that he was still playing at a top level, playing with so much on his shoulder and so much on his heart. I think that that was, I think that one, it was emotional, but I think it showed a true Testament of his character and it showed the type of family that Michigan state has when you, when you join that, that go green, that go white. So I think for me, I think that was a big moment last year to see Cassius Winston come back after the loss of his brother and to, you know, keep their name going and to keep just to keep that, that bond that they had, that they share because they both played basketball. So to keep that bond and that chemistry and that love that they have going due to a, a, a so unfortunate situation. I think that that was, that, that really stood out for me last year as a big moment at Michigan State.
0: Yeah, that was a huge shout-out to him. He showed a lot of resilience and tenacity in that moment as well, too. It was a sad moment, but he bounced mm-hmm. back. He had a good game when he played as well, too. Yep. Um, so that was real dope to see. So I got to ask you this as well. Talk to him. What me. is your favorite Baller's Life mixtape of all time? Who's your favorite?
1: Well, look, man, We just we just talked about him. And we're hoping that he can get back to this level. Mm-hmm. But when I think of best ball is his life, I, I can't help but think of number one, one, John Wall out of Holy yeah. Cross, man. Yeah. Like he, without a question, easily. His I, mixtape
0: I, was I, next. I I
1: I like we, we can stop the discussion after this one, because I, I respect Kill Carr. I respect Austin Rivers, yeah. just to name a few. But Don Wall has the all-time best. Ballless Life mixtape. If you guys haven't seen it, you're not a true basketball fan. But if you haven't seen it, go watch it. John Wall, yeah. without a doubt.
0: I can't disagree, but I can tell you one that's close. Talk Austin Rivers. Me. Austin Rivers was...
1: he's was different.
0: What, yeah. I, his step back moves, his spin moves with the dunks. It was, He had me so hyped coming out of high school. I, mm-hmm. I'm not disappointed, but I guess maybe the NBA is just really that tough. Because... Mm-hmm. His level of his talent when he was in high school was just – it was unmatched. You Correct. know, even when he went to Duke, you know, hit a couple of game winners in front of his pops court side, you know, he, he did his thing. So Austin Rivers had a mean Baller's Life mixtape as well. I can't, I can't knock him by any means.
1: No, without a doubt. And though I don't pick him for my best ball of his life, he's, he's definitely, definitely on the, the list. He was, he was definitely on my list oh, for yeah. my favorite moment <laughs> at Duke when he hit that game win.
0: That was nice his shot,
1: step back yeah. three yeah, in front of his nice. pops.
0: Yeah, yes. on the right so that, wing so too. I,
1: I respect. What, yeah, yeah, man, come on. And, and it's so, and I love the way the Duke's course is set up because it's so unorthodox where their benches sit. So so crazy mm-hmm. to be able to hit that shot in front of his pops, get that love from his team. It's a great. important yeah. importantly, get that victory.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So you know a young great in the game right now. He's doing his thing. Everyone's very excited about him going into his sophomore year. Mm. LeBron James Jr., you know, Bronny. Wrote, Yeah, he uh, tweeted this weekend that he's a whole different person this year. Mm. What, what do you get from that? I mean, I haven't heard that he's grown any. Last I checked, he was about 6'2". But um, Bronny has promise. You know, he played behind Zaire Wade and Amari Bailey. So I think he had a mm. solid freshman year, to be honest with you. The summer just started, so there's no telling if he will grow. Mm -hmm. And if he does, it's just going to make his game better. But I'm very excited to see him step into his game because I think he's going to get way more playing time this year. I think the best moment for me watching him last year was when Sierra Canyon played against um, St. Vincent St. Mary in front of his pops. He got the MVP for that game. He showed out. He had a lot of good finger rolls and he didn't start, but he ended the game and I think Bronny's ready.
1: I agree, but again, sometimes you need to see it more than hear it. So if he's going to be different, if he's coming out of a different bag this year, I'm ready you to gotta see, see it. it. I'm ready to see it, you know, because there's a lot of young kids that's coming out of a different bag. I saw a comment about a week ago from Dior Johnson who said he would love to face off against Eric. I mean, Canyon, and and would love to face off against uh, Caesar. Ysidro, uh, then, with yeah, Ysidro with Mikey Williams. So, though, though, though that's kind of a conflict of interest due to, a, due to the CIF, the California Interscholastic Federation, where they don't allow regular schools to play against prep. But I yeah. need to see it because there's a lot of young kids that, that plan on coming out of a different bag this upcoming season. So, I'm glad that he's talking well. I've, seen, I've been seeing him play more games than I've seen him in the gym. Personally, <laughs> but, a, but he's like, yeah, I've seen him that's play more video games than in the gym. But sometimes, again, I said earlier, sometimes kids are just a natural talent nowadays. These kids mm-hmm. are just freak of nature. So they can go through this whole quarantine, playing the game, Call of Duty 2K, and then lace up their shoes and, and give somebody 30 to 40. So uh, we'll, we'll see.
0: No, I, I can't disagree with you more on that. That's going to be. And something I'm noticing, too, is like all of these kids, they real buddy-buddy with each other. You know, mm-hmm. they they, they clicky. They like to hang out with each other. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Dior Johnson, he seemed like he has a little chip on his shoulder, if you ask me. But we'll just have to wait to see how that reveals itself. So now we switch to the NBA, and Adam Silver is, you know, he has a couple of quotes out about why he feels it's important for the NBA to resume. I'll start with his first quote. We're going back because sports matters in our society. They bring people together when they need it most. His second quote also was, we are left with no choice but to learn to live with the virus. No options are risk-free right now. Heavy quotes. I think that I'm not in the vote of having the NBA back because like me and you have spoke before, I think I know it's all about money. They're not going to say that, but you can tell by the way things are happening that it is. I think it it's safe just to call the season quits because it's already in June. We're already in June going into July. And I would just hate for somebody, not to say one player is more important than the other, but I would hate for LeBron or Kawhi or James Harden to get sick because it completely shifts the narrative of what the playoffs would look like. and. They've just been in quarantine with their families for so long. I feel it's kind of like a forced narrative in a way. It's like they're trying to make this. And now the NBA is going to be shaped in a different way for, not forever, but for a while now. You know, so them playing until like September, October is just going to be awkward. And 16 players have already tested positive for it. I think that they should just leave it alone, even though they put a lot of time and effort into it. I think it's really safe to be, it's better to be safe than sorry.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would agree with Adam Silver, I do feel that sports does bring unity, it does help us unite, but I feel like at times it also becomes a distraction, especially mm-hmm. when you have big issues at hand, like that we're going through right now with the unjust treatment of police officer against African Americans. So I think, you know, sometimes it is good and it does help create that camaraderie, but I feel like it also becomes a distraction. So again, like I said last week, if things were to get put on pause as far as sports, entertainment and music, I would be for that because I feel like my equality is a little bit more important than me sitting at home, being able to watch or call a game. I feel like me feeling comfortable when I get in my car and I drive and if I get pulled over or if I encounter a police officer, I feel like that comfort and that equality is a little bit more important than sports as a whole right now. So I would love to see the NBA season start back. I would love to see LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, Russell Westbrook, James Harden. I would love to see those guys, but those are also the same people that I've seen marching and standing up for these type of equalities and these fair treatment. So I think, for me, I would love to see things kind of be put on pause, maybe call the season, and then resume next year. But right now, like you said, money needs to be made, so people have to get back to work and business has to go on. So if the NBA chooses to continue on and and, and move forward then, hey, we'll be there to, to cover. But if not, then we'll be here to, to march and support.
0: I have to ask you this, too, before we get out of here. Do you think that the players should feel any less than because it seems not that their health isn't important, but it's not being put first?
1: Correct. Um, I'm not going to say that because at the end of the day, players have an option. Mm-hmm. If players don't want to play. They cannot play. You, we've seen players opt out and, and not play. You know what I mean? We've seen guys say that they're not going to participate or be in the bubble. So I even recently saw Lou Williams saying he was 50-50 of if he was going to do it. So yeah. there's an option. So it's not that it's not important because these players have, have the right to say if they want to participate or they don't. But I feel that some players and the business aspect as well some players are just very driven and just ready to play basketball. You got to think this is their bread and butter. This is their livelihood. This is what they do. So some players are just ready to get back to the game. And as we see like some of these guys they're not like I named James Harden, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard. They're not struggling financially. Thank you Jesus. They're not struggling. So they don't they don't need they don't need the the money. They don't need the financial gain, but I think they also understand that it's a business and I feel like that platform that they have being basketball that could also tie in and feed into the equality and the justice in which we're seeking for, because they have a big platform that they can utilize and it just so happens to be the NBA.
0: Absolutely. I can't agree anymore. And lastly, the NBA looks to replace last names on the back of their jerseys with social justice statements. Do you think that this is a Mm. big thing or not?
1: I I think it's a, I think it's a, a step in the right direction I think that it kind of gives players their own voice and their own say-so and how they feel in and, and the situation in which we're facing now with the inequality and the justice that we're seeking. So I think that, that that's big, but it's a start. You know what I mean? All players may participate, all players may not. So, I mean, I think it's cool. I think it's it's nice, but I feel like your voice is a little bit more important than what you have written on the back of your jersey. So I think that is hearing these guys and seeing them out there is going to resonate a little bit more with me than just having a quote on the back of their Jersey. But I think that yeah. it's cool.
0: Yeah. I, I think it's a dope concept, but um, they just need to really pay attention to the bigger matter at hand, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I can't say like the NFL is a li- is a different brand, but at least I can say that in the NBA, they're willing to hear it, you know? So um, if that's just one of the cool things that they feel is, good to make a part of the NBA culture, then I'm all for it.
1: Of course, man. It gives it gives us a voice. It gives us a platform. And obviously, the NBA is a, a big one. So I think that, mm-hmm. that that'll be, again, a, a stepping stone. But I don't think that that will help solve the problem. So again, I think that it's nice. I think that it's intriguing that you give them that opportunity. But we need to see a little bit more of people's voices and their actions standing behind it, not just quotes on the back of a jersey. Oh, that's a so fact. So as we wrap up, I want to thank all you guys for tuning in for the NBA Prospects. I'm Troy Rose alongside my guy, Robert Bruin. And again, we want to remind you that we're on all platforms, whether it be Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube's coming soon. And again, you guys can follow us on social media, on Instagram. I'm T Rose underscore underscore nine nine six six.
0: And I'm at it's Rob Bruin, I-T-S-R-O-B. B-R-U-I-N.
1: And you can also follow us on Twitter. I'm Troy, T-R-O-Y, two times the number two and times T-I-M-E-S.
0: And mine is the same handle for Twitter as well.
1: So as we wrap up here on the Believe Network, we want to thank you guys again. And we'll be tuning in later next week around the same time. So make sure you be there and you be a believer.